Welcome to episode 27 of the unofficial Gilmore Girls podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Dave. This week we're doing an episode recap of the episode from season four, The Lorelei's First Day at Yale. It was the second episode in that season. And first we just want to say sorry we didn't do an episode last week, but we've just been really busy with work and school and everything. So. Yeah, and a couple of technical difficulties, which you guys might have noticed the last podcast, uh, my mic had an issue, so... We've since got that fixed. So the new uh, intern, Gary, took care of that. So thank you, Gary. Um, so this episode I thought was pretty important because it it is the one where Rory goes to Yale. So it's kind of um, the shift in the way that the whole story is done, the whole show. Mm-hmm. What, do you mean by, what do you mean by shift? Well... Half the time is at Yale now, and then half the time is in Star Hollow. So it's almost like some people have said that it's two different shows within one show. Mm-hmm. And before that, the first three seasons weren't like that because Rory still lived at home. Right. But since Rory's not living at home anymore, you know. I don't know. I think that, I agree with you that you know it's a bigger deal now. It's like half Star Hollow, half her at Yale. But the only thing that would that sort of transitioned us to that was Chilton having her go to Chilton versus Stars Hollow High, or whatever it was called, uh, the local high school. Let you have a whole other world outside of Stars Hollow, and you know none of those people really came in except for every once in a while somebody would come in, like Paris or uh, did Tristan ever make it to Stars Hollow? Mm-hmm. I think so. When they were practicing Romeo and Juliet. Okay, I, remember, I just vaguely remember that. But so there was that. So this isn't that much different, except for the fact that she now no longer lives at home, like you said. Well, a lot of people have complained, especially in season six, that if it weren't for cell phones, Rory and Lorelai would never have a scene together. It's true. That I'm not, I'm a lot of people feel that Rory's not home enough, but I'm, in I'm, realistic, in real life, people, when you're in college like that, you don't go home that much. So right. I, I lived. What forty five minutes from home, and I didn't go home that much either. Yeah. So I wouldn't, um, as much as I agree with those people that you know you had to have some cell phone scenes. I wouldn't complain. I, I wouldn't be one of the people that would gripe about it. I just it's just a fact. You know what I mean? So you know you never know. Maybe season seven there's less of that. I don't know. Well, what was the? A lot of people on the internet are saying you read it on a website. They're saying what now about? This is the pivotal episode. Oh, they they referred to it as jumping the shark. Mm. Yeah, and that came that comes from uh, Happy Days episode where Fonzie actually jumped a shark in the episode, which I don't really know how he did that. Maybe it was in a tank or something. I don't know. I don't know either. But I guess that particular episode was the last good episode of Happy Days, and everybody always says, you know, that they compare other shows now when they reach their apogee and then start to plummet afterwards or start to slowly decline in either viewership or quality of show. They refer to it as the episode where they jumped the shark. So th- this was, the, you know, according to these people on the internet and and else, you know, other forums and stuff, they've referred to this as the jumping the shark episode. So I can't agree with that entirely because to, to agree with that is to say that from henceforth it, it all goes downhill and it's all crap. I really liked the later seasons personally, but I know a lot of people didn't. Uh, but this is the reason that we chose this episode from season four. We felt that it was the most important. And yes, I think it was more important than the one where Rory slept with Dean. Plus, I really didn't want to cover that because it kind of made me nauseous. So I like this episode a lot better. Mm-hmm. And 
other than that, it wasn't a dramatic episode. It was a fun, quirky episode. I really, it was, you know, classic Gilmore Girls in my opinion. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of uh, back and forth between uh, Rory and Lorelai and a couple cute little bits between Lorelai and Luke. So in, in its entirety, pretty good episode. And it had a lot of the things that I like about Gilmore Girls in it. So I enjoyed that. The, the One of the things, that, not scenes, but like the things that happened in the episode that come to mind was the fact that everybody at Yale took, like the other girls in her dorm room or in the dorm building, took a shine to Lorelai, you know. And yeah, we'll get to that in a minute, though. Uh, that, that's the kind of stuff I like about Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Um, so it starts out with, Rory packing up all our stuff and going to Yale, and Lorelai's borrowed Luke's truck, and she doesn't know how to drive a stick shift, and she says it's, or she says she doesn't know how to drive a stick shift, but his is sexist. And gender biased, yeah. And it's it's like a beer drinking, football watching, or whatever one, and <laughs> full of testosterone, so she like has to drive it in reverse all around town, because she can't get it out of reverse. And then she has Luke write on a piece of paper for her, like, the gears. <laughs> and then she has it upside down. She's like, this doesn't look like this. And he's like, turn it right side up. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, and then they get to Yale, and they, Lorelai's taking pictures of everything. And Rory's too stressed out to, like, enjoy any moments. Like, R- Lorelai even makes her walk into her dorm room again because she missed it the first time being so engrossed in the map of Yale. Right. And being an old map. So, um it's a really nice dorm room. They got a whole little. They've got their two bedrooms, but they've got like a little sitting area. Oh, there was more than two bedrooms in there, wasn't there? No. I was, was one of those just a communal bathroom. I think so. Okay. But yeah, it's two bedrooms. And a big common area. I mean, that's like living room size. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Well, I remember later Emily buys her like has it her interior decorator. Like, right. Go and furnish the whole place. Yeah. No telling how much that costs. So. But a um, couple of things. I got a couple of emails from people of their favorite moments. So I'm going to read those right now. Okay, this is from Drew. He says, Hi, this is Drew. And I thought that in Season 4, Episode 2, it was hilarious and somewhat annoying how after Lorelai asked Tana what her name is, Tana says, out of the blue, As they're ransacking your room, professional thieves typically start at the bottom of the drawer and work their way up. That way they don't have to close drawers before opening the next one. Saves time. That was just strange, which made it hilarious. I agree, Drew. That was pretty good. That was Tana was her first sweet mate that Rory met, and she's what like she just turned sixteen. Yeah, sixteen or seventeen, and she was like homeschooled and you know some kind of savant of sorts. She's a really smart girl, so. but she has no social skills whatsoever. Yeah. And she said she memorized random facts to break the ice because <laughs> she's not good at like, normal conversation. Yes, she lacks what they call the social skills, <laughs> and it's funny because. Rory introduced herself, and then she Tana said something weird, and then Rory said to Lorelai, "Okay, you're up." Like she had nothing else to say to her, <laughs> so she's leaving it up to Lorelai. And then Talia said that she just wanted to say that her favorite part of this episode is when Rory finds out that Paris is going to be her roommate, and she also wanted to add that for every situation, there is a Gilmore Girls episode to go with it. She watched this one with her sister when she went away to summer camp, so. That's pretty cool. That is very fitting. I've discovered this weekend that everything comes back full circle to the Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls and the Simpsons. Simpsons for you. Yeah. Gilmore Girls for me. Maybe the Gilmore Girls is my Simpsons, David. Well, let's well. not get pushy. Let's <laughs> not. I mean, I know You're this, not doing a podcast about the Simpsons. That's true. I wonder if there is one. 
Hmm. I'll look that up. Oh wait, there is one, but it's by Fox, and it's it's all uh, corporate. That'd be crap. It is crap. I'm sure. Yeah, I, 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 it's dumb. It, it needs to be by fans, people that love the show more than some weirdo. I don't know. So Rory finds out that Paris is her roommate. Cool. While Lorelai is making one of her numerous trips between the Yale and Stars Hollow. Yeah, she said they have to say bye like five times in this episode, I think. Oh, the almost. first time they say bye, and then Lorelai realizes all the cool stuff that all the good parents got their kids. And like, she's a horrible mother for not getting their kid a fridge and a rug and a trash can. Uh-huh. And so then she has to go go buy all that stuff, and then she has to borrow Luke's, borrow Luke's truck again, and had like another car truckload, and like she comes back, and then Paris is there, and Rory's like, "You you just have to see this," and she's like, "No way, Paris!" <laughs> and Rory's like, "So Paris, it's kind of convenient that uh, you're or so it's a." What a coincidence it is that you're my roommate. And Paris is like, oh, it's not a coincidence. My life coach, Terrence, <laughs> said that our journey had not ended yet, so my dad made a call. you got, you got to love that life coach. That was a really good touch by the writers. <laughs> it, it adds an extra element of funny. Especially the scenes with Paris and, and Tana. Because she's like... Yeah, yeah, like... <laughs> Like, she almost goes off on her. She almost strangled the girl. Yeah. She was baiting me. Wait, Paris. Center yourself. Center yourself. And start over. (laughs) It's, like, just really funny. Like, that that wouldn't work if that was a therapist or a shrink or something because they don't do that. Right. But I don't even know if life coaches exist. No, because Lorelai, when Rory told her that that was her life coach, Lorelai was like, oh, like on Oprah? So it's some kind of new thing. Yeah, I know mentors exist. Like you know, we've we've got mentors, but no, I think life coaches do exist, David. I'm not saying that they don't. I just didn't know that they did. But in mm-hmm. the context of this uh, this episode, it seemed very believable. I thought, oh, okay, this is some kind of new agey thing, and, mm-hmm. or you know, some kind of new therapy where somebody actually walks with you and you know helps you do stuff, and you know you can call them if you need help or something like that sort of like an accountability partner for 12 step programs or whatever and obviously Terrence has done somewhat of a good job like recommending the whole crafts thing cuz in season uh-huh. 6 she was still doing crafts that they did carry that over to season 6 mm-hmm. yeah and she kept her craft table in their little apartment little psycho yeah whatever you got to do yeah <laughs> so i like that that was very funny so whatever writer out there did that good job and then later on um i think when they're eating paris says to Tana, oh, so I think it's cool to be adopted. If you don't like your adopted parents, you can just go and just dump them and go find the real ones. That's (laughs) so Paris. And I'm really glad they made her Rory's roommate because Paris is one of my favorite characters, and I think they needed to keep her in there. Right, and they were becoming friends. Mm -hmm. Well, there was times when Paris has admitted that Rory was her best friend in high school, and Rory was shocked to hear it Mm because she couldn't believe that that's what being best friends was like. But... She was Paris's best friend. Right. I imagine there was probably some eyeballs rolled like the very first time that aired and somebody saw it and they're like, oh, that's how they're going to do it. They're going to make her the roommate and keep her around. But I like it. You know what I mean? In, in hindsight, if they she didn't live there, you wouldn't have a lot of the you know, the dialogue between the two of them. And, and then of- ironically, season five, I believe she chooses to keep her as her roommate. And season six, she moves in with her in the apartment with Doyle for mm-hmm. a little while until she gets kicked out. So, although it wasn't Rory's decision at first, apparently she liked it. So, And she's used to living with Paris and probably didn't want to have to learn to live with somebody else. So then between all the trips between Stars Hollow and Yale, 
Luke is dealing with the lawyers of his divorce and. Yeah, the the lawyers were funny. I I got a kick out of that because they think that he's trying to be some kind of like, you know, gold digger or like a, you know, he's latching onto her because she's got a lot of money. And she's the the what do they say? They called her the uh, the the more significant wage earner or something right, like that. Right. That, that they needed to do this these things a particular way and had to have it very formal and processed and wanted to know what he wanted. I and, liked when he told him what the name of his law firm was. Dewey, Cheatham, and How. Yeah. <laughs> and the lawyer's all writing it down. He was like, Dewey, Cheatham, and How. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, very funny. And then he went and told on him to his boss. And the lawyer at the beginning of the episode was using the flattest cell phone ever. Oh, he was. Yes, he was. Yeah. I used to own one of those. That I think phone. Rory had one of those for a while. She did, yeah. That phone sucked. But it was cool. Yeah, it was so cool. Everybody asked you about it every time they saw it. I know. I felt like that Sprint should have paid me to carry it around because they're like, oh, is that a phone? I'm like, no, it's my remote. I just carried it around with me to restaurants. Yes, it's a phone. <laughs> and then, like, it had the big Sprint logo on the top, and I was almost, I, like, I scratched it out because I was sick of advertising for them. And yeah, It was pretty bad. You got really mad at that phone. We ended up getting a new one because yeah, of that. Yeah, because I got ice cream on the antenna. Whoops. Whoops. Yeah, my ass. <laughs> so, anyways... So back at Yale, Rory, in the meantime, besides moving in, she's going around, taking the tour, the orientation, getting her student ID, and all the other girls in line are making fun of her because she's, like, writing down every single word that the tour guide's saying. And it was season six, David, where they recreated the uh-huh. scene of them walking around Yale with the tour guide, and Rory's watching kind of longingly because she's not in Yale in season six, and she's remembering back to season four when she yes. was... And I, I noticed that when we were watching it, so I wanted you to mention it in the podcast. But I thought that was really important that they showed well, – you don't know it this time watching around, but we've, we've obviously seen season six. Mm-hmm. But the scene where they're walking through that corridor and the girls, like, just piping off all sorts of information about how, you know, it's a post-9-11 world. You need to have your ID with you. You do it for this, this, and this. And, and she's going off. And that exact scene was replicated, you know – Angle for angle and and bit for bit, except for some of the characters were different in it, and obviously Rory wasn't in school there. Mm-hmm. So, but, but because they let you see that Rory saw that scene happen, it demonstrated that she was really, uh, you know, sort of regretting not being in school and sort of lonesome in that way. And I thought that was really important. And yeah. only moving for the people that have been around since season four. So right. That that's a good little nugget of. Uh, you know, sort of bringing it back around again, mm-hmm. you know, showing that that school's got cycles that it's going to go through. And if you're not in it, 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 it moves on. You know what I mean? Life moves on without you at Yale. So I think I thought they did a good job of the whole first moving day of school and orientation because that's exactly how mine was, except for the fact that my parents didn't come back 20 times and my mom didn't spend the night. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it yeah. was very <laughs> or, realistic. Or how about, how about taking out, getting takeout from every single place within a you know like couple-mile radius of the campus? Well, I think most people wouldn't want their parents to spend the night, but you know, Rory and Laurel have a special relationship. Right. And Lorelai's a y- lot younger than most moms are who are sending their kids to mm-hmm. college. So, but um, the whole well, just the whole thing where Rory was getting her ID picture and like they just 
didn't even like let her pause for a second to pose or whatever, and it looked like crap. Yeah. Totally happened to me. Did it? Luckily, I was an RA, so I could take a new one whenever I wanted. Yeah. They, but they, initially, it sucked. They so. conveniently lost theirs. And they, she had the, hers had the wrong name on it. It said Ronnie Gilmore. <laughs> Ronnie Gilmore. That's pretty funny. So then Rory has to call her, page her mom again and be like, I want my mommy. I miss you. Please come back. And she's like, I've only been at Yale for two hours without you, and I'm already homesick. And Lorelai ends up spending the night, like you said, order takeout from a bunch of different places, have so much food that she invites the other girls in their floor to come over, and they have, like, a little party. And all the girls just love Lorelai. And the next day, some of the girls come over and ask Rory if they want to go to the second session of freshman orientation. And they were like, oh, we Lorelai'd our way around and found a new, the best coffee in on campus and she was like Lorelai and she's like well don't you think that was a fitting name for it because that's yeah. whenever you go scout something out to see what's the best place to get something of course Rory already knew where it was because her mom had already told her but <laughs> it's still cool and her mom helped her make friends because Rory's a lot sh- shyer and timid more timid than Lorelai is and so Lorelai helped you know I'd say break for, the ice yeah and, I would say for, for breaking the ice right, that initial right. confrontation but after she gets to know you, she's pretty outgoing. Right. But it just initially, and it's scary. I mean, a lot of people are like that at first and being away from home first time. And it's a lot different for girls, too. For girls, you think, huh? Mm-hmm. How so? I don't know. Guys are just all about, I mean, for what, the what, most what, part. What, no, no, tell me. What are guys all about? Guys aren't going to admit that they're homesick, for one thing. Mm. Most guys wouldn't. You wouldn't. Maybe it's because I didn't get homesick. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But if you even if you had, you wouldn't go tell your other guy friends. Uh-huh. Cuz like what are you a sissy? Uh-huh. You know, but girls, we feel that way and you'd confide in your girlfriend mm-hmm. and say I'm homesick. Mhm. Oh. Well, that's nice. But some girls don't aren't don't get homesick and they want to be independent and move out on their own. But I don't know, it's just nerve-wracking and intimidating at first. First couple of weeks are just totally new of college and then you get into it. And then you don't want to get, go back home at all because then they try to give you rules again. So. <laughs> You're all, leave me alone. I flew the coop months ago. <laughs> so finally, at the end of the episode, Rory and Lorelai say bye for good. And then after that, it seems like Rory does finally yell. So. But again, this is a pretty, pretty pivotal episode in the whole, not just the season, but the entire show. So we thought it was an important one to do. So, hope you guys watched along with us. We only have one DVD set of season five left, and we because they're expensive, and <laughs> we this is a not for profit <laughs> podcast. So, I think it's less than not for profit. Yeah, it's Elise and Dave pay but, out of pocket, which we don't <laughs> mind, but we only have one DVD left because of it. Yeah, so. and, I, and I want to buy season. Uh, six. six DVDs, so I'm saving the money up for those because I think there should be a lot. I mean, we're going to have a lot more people, you know what I mean, that are going to they're going to want those. So we'll get those. And so you're saying that we're going to do a trivia question later, later on in the summer. Okay. I'm going to wait and just build it up for the last one. I know you bummed a lot of people out. Sorry, anyway. but we will. I we did. We did get an email the other day with somebody asking that if somebody who. Um, lives in a different country wins the t- trivia question would, be, oh, yeah, like would some, we be willing to mail it yeah and, well, was he in like australia or austria i don't know as long as it's not too expensive i think we will eh, screw that i will send it to him yeah it I'll, might take a little longer 
I love having fans in other countries. Yeah. I'll I'll pay more than the DVD cost to send it to you. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. If hmm. they win. He's saying that, but I'm the one that manages all the money. <laughs> no, we will. We yeah, will we'll send it to him. Yeah, no, we do. Screw it. Um, next week is going to be my favorite character analysis ever. And I get to devote a whole episode to what I've gotten complaints about, but it's my podcast. <laughs> and it's, it's the character analysis of him. And that's right. We're doing the one on Logan Huntsberger. Mm, very cool. I'm excited. And the actor who plays him, Matt Zucri. Cool. So, big episode. Might be a little bit longer because I might go, you know, rant on for a little <laughs> while. I'll probably get a lot of emails about favorite Logan scenes, even though there aren't as many of him as some other characters. But, mm-hmm. good episode coming up. I'm excited about it. I'll tell you what. If if people out there, if you uh, if you get annoyed or bugged with Alicia's uh, Logan-centric mind and you have a counterpoint to it, feel free to email me at dave at gilmoregirlspodcast.com. And if you want to write something about it, I'll be more than willing to put it on the website if it's coherent. But and, it has to be a valid reason. Yeah, I mean, not just a gripe. I, I'm just saying like they have I like, get a lot of people that gripe and say Jess is better. Right. Okay, why is Jess better? Give me reasons, mm-hmm. valid reasons. I'll, I will. Because there's been a lot of people that I've actually debated with in emails about this, and I've converted them to be Logan fans <laughs> because I have more pros than cons yeah. about Logan than they can come up with about Jess. So I don't mind if, yeah, if you have, if you think you have a voice or you, you're good with writing and you want to have me uh, post something on the website, I will totally do that. So just email me. Regardless, this next episode's about Logan and all the great things about him. So. Very cool. So what's your email address? Alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A at GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com. Awesome. And if you guys want to call us, the area code is 260. The phone number is 918-0459. So give us all your favorite Logan moments or any other Matt Zucri moments you might have that might not be from Gilmore Girls, but other, other things he's been in. Been in quite a few things. I've been trying to watch them all lately. So I just watched that Midsummer Night's Rave. Yeah. Pretty good. If, I mean, if you, if you know that, that uh, culture and you're, you've gone to a rave or two. It's good. It's a good indie film. Go buy it. Support Matt Zucri. Or just at least run it. And if you, oh, if you, you can buy this one. It's not like freaking hooked. Go well, <laughs> but we just Netflixed it though, so. Yeah. Can't Netflix hook. What a pain. We'll talk about that more next week though. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. And until next week, have a good week. <laughs>